Welcome back to the SC Halfback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to another off-season pod. Today we're talking about one of my favorite players. Again, we are doing this profile series. Just wanted to rattle through some really interesting players. Obviously, putting out the season ranks. That's a nice little series. But I want to talk about key players that I think are really guys that will swing a draft for better or for worse. And today, I think one of everyone's favorite players, Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, obviously we saw on his socials, he is rehabbing, he's doing all the right things and looking like it's going to be very good that he will be fit for round one if there's no setback. So fit and healthy Pappenhauser for round one throws an absolute spanner into every guy's draft. I think there's going to be guys this year that are going to have, there's no in between right with Pappenhauser. I don't think anyone's going to be thinking he's going to come back and average 55 and play 28, 25 games. I think it's either going to be he plays the full complement of seasons and he's a top 12 player overall, or he can never just get it off the ground, a couple of injury-affected games in there, and he doesn't perform where he gets drafted. So, like I said, I throw as a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons because right now I've got him as fullback number 10, overall number 24. Now, when you hear that, that might sound low, but let's go through the position group. So obviously ahead of him, Trevojevic, Ponga, Walsh, Drinkwater, Mitchell, Tedesco, Gutherson, Garrick, Asako. Now Asako may lose that jewel, so he may move up to ninth, but I don't see him going above Garrick, Gutherson, Teddy right now. Now, if we see him in preseason, he gets a couple of games on his belt, looks really good. That may change, but right now that's where he is. And in the overall big board, he is sandwiched in between guys like, so 22, Johnson, Sean Johnson, 23, Brian Tuttle, 24, Pappenhausen, 25, Cody Walker, 26, Greg Marzu. He's around some comp winners. So if you're in that top 24, you are a genuine comp winner. So that's where I've got him right now. And again, he may move up. But yeah, that's interesting because he played the two games last year. Let's go through stats. Stats don't lie, as we know. Gives us a nice barometer to work off and a nice baseline. Last year, you played the two games. Average draft position was 16. So obviously, we had a bit of an unknown. There were some people saying, you know, potentially back by around 7, 8. Some people were saying, you know, maybe around that 18, 19 mark. Some saying wouldn't play at all. Ends up playing two games at the end of the season. Comes off the bench for an 11. I think that was, a, maybe it was about 20 minutes. Uh, and then it gets a 78 against um, the Brisbane Broncos, where he plays nearly the full 80 there. So really good games. Comes into the match against um, the Panthers, I think it was. No, it wasn't the Panthers. He got injured um, the first week of the finals. Um, Nelson goes over his over his leg. It snaps. We know the story. He's obviously out again injured. So that was last year. Obviously, played two games, one off the bench. Overall rank, 436. Nothing to crow about. He's going to be very low on pre-drafts. But let's go back. Let's go back a couple of seasons here. 2022. Again, injury affected. Only plays 12 games. The average is 90. Let me repeat that. He plays 12 games. Average is 90. He is in the top 100 overall in scoring, playing 12 rounds. Low score 34, and I believe that's the game he got injured. And then he has a 193. Some of his scores that season, he goes... 71-51 to start the season. Then he burst. 107-39, a low score of 39. Then he goes 76, 155, 107, 
67. And I believe he got a concussion in that game. He then plays a lot of do not, he does not play in a lot of quite a few games. He comes back against Manly around 26 at four pines. And I don't know if anyone remembers this off the top of the head, but that's the game where he was on bug raw. And then that last 15 minutes, he just burst for 135. Plays the Sharks, gets a 49. And then Canberra in 20 minutes, he's on 34. Started the game really well, gets the injury. So that was his 2022 season. Two big injuries uh, in there. But again, it's a 90. When he's fit, this guy goes 90. 2021. 13 games only played. Again, um, uh, now he averages a 79. So plays 13 games, 112 overall with a 79 average. Again, there is a nuclear game in there. Brisbane, 197. Bulldogs, 113. Souths, 123. He has an injury effective score, 23 games. This was the one where Phil Mono knocked him out, 23 in 14 minutes. Then he comes off the bench because he's easing back in. 10 against the Cowboys in 33 minutes, 53 against the Panthers in 45. He doesn't come – he plays four straight games off the bench for 10, 53, 32, 22. Finish the season with three straight games playing 80 minutes, 101, 71, 131. If this guy is fit and healthy – he averages 90. Let's go back to his 2020 season. 2020 season. 17 games, an average of 71, 26 overall in scoring. Again, has he got a ceiling? Of course he did. 126, 106, 122, 124, 105. And then obviously his debut year, 2019. He plays 19 games, 104 season overall. He has a 54 average, but there's some monster scores. He starts... This is crazy. Looking back, this is absolutely crazy. He doesn't play the first three rounds against the Dogs in round four, eight points in 12 minutes. Plays one minute against Cowboys for two points, six minutes against the Roosters for 10 points. In 12 minutes, he gets 51 against the Sharks. Parramatta, Suncorp, this is the Magic Round game, if I'm not mistaken. 31 minutes, 119. Then they say, all right, we've got to start blending him in a little bit. So he gets an 80 minute, 87, goes back in some 20s and 50s, and actually doesn't play a full 80-minute stretch until the end of the season. The last three games, 123, 98, 85. Ryan and when fit and healthy, is potentially the best super coach scorer we've seen. He scores in bunches. Everyone who's ever owned him has those games where you pick up Pappenhausen, you drafted him, you play him, and he absolutely does crazy things. So let's go to 2024. That's the stats. That's what we know. We already knew that. We know he's a gun. He scores when he's on the field. But he's had quite a few injuries. I believe he's had two head knocks now. He's obviously had the shattered kneecap. And now he's had the broken leg. So that, that gets us to where we are now with Ryan Pappenhausen. What do we do in the 2024 draft? Again, the preseason is critical here. For most guys, we always say wait for the preseason. But this, this one's critical. It was obvious. It was very, very obvious. He played, I think it was three or four cup games last year. He came back in, obviously, that eight-minute game against the Broncos. He looked gas. He needs runs under the belt. He needs he needs meters in those legs. So I think it's critical that he gets a full off-season in, which he didn't get to have last year. If he does that, and NRL Physio says there's a good chance of that, tick. So that's number one. Let's get a full preseason in. I'd like to get a preseason game in. Absolutely. At the start of the season, a lot of guys aren't in peak condition like they are around 25 when he came in and looked gassed. So if he's now on a level playing field where 
you know, he's on the same fitness as these guys. Now we're talking. If we've got a spine of Pappenhausen, Munster, Hughes, and Grant, if he's healthy, if he's starting fullback, if he's got the goal kicking, this is a guy who in round two, like I said, I've got to pick 24 right now, could be the steal of all steals. He really, really could be. If he is the ninth fullback taken, imagine being the guy who waits on fullback and doesn't bite like those first 23 picks and gets Pappenhausen there. Like I said, that's the turn. Imagine if you go Cleary with your first pick into Pappenhausen with your second pick and Cody Walker into your third pick. Whew. Tell you what, there's a lot of things I'm really interested to see this season. Ryan Pappenhausen's story, to me, obviously we all wanted him to come back last year. It was a great story. Looking back, obviously hindsight's 2020, it made more sense to let him have just some more cup games. If you wanted to get those runs in, let's get those cup games in and not touch NRL. I was obviously guilty of it as well. Get him in there. Him versus the Panthers this would make the Storm one of the contenders. What's done is done. He's coming back now. Full preseason, starting fullback, goal kicking. Could be the steal of the draft. So guys, I laid out the stats. When he's on the field and he's healthy, he's always been a super coach gun. And not just a super coach gun, he's a comp winner. He is a 90 plus averaging player. He is what, if you're drafting Cleary and Hines 1 and 2 the last couple of years, and you know that the 85 to 90 average is there, that's what Ryan Pappenhausen gives you. And again, let's go through the injuries. A couple of concussions, shattered kneecap, Nelson Osofa Solomon breaking your leg by, by laying on it. Very, very different injuries to pull the hammy four times. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's freak injuries. The Fulamona was just a straight knock to the head, a swing arm to the head. The shattered kneecap could have happened to anyone in that position. And if Nelson's falling on any of your leg, it's snapping. So I just think we always go into these drafts, and I've done the same thing this year. Turbo number three overall. He's got a worse injury history than Pappenhausen, but we've seen him come back after each injury and gun it. Ryan Pappenhausen has a chance here to really rock up this board. I have, I'm about to put out a player series where I've got their highest overall section that I would let them have and the lowest I will let them fall. I think Pappenhausen's going to be one here where you can't let him go past the second round. If you're the first overall pick and you're on that turn, it'll be irresponsible of you to not draft him with 24 or 25 if he's fit and healthy. If he's fit and healthy and everyone's on him, there's now real discussions he moves into the top six. If you're a guy who, again, if you're a Turbo or Ponga believer, why aren't you a Pappenhausen believer? If you want to draft Reese Walsh number five, why wouldn't you want Pappenhausen number five? This is what's going to happen as we get into this preseason, see how he's fit and healthy and what he does in the park. So, again, these player series, we're kind of talking about these players that have, you know, not always comp-winning potential. You know, we spoke about Lola. He obviously doesn't have that at the moment. But what he has is value. And Ryan Pappenhausen right now has potentially first overall pick value. If healthy, you're getting him at a 24-pick discount. So it's something to definitely look at. Like I said, those play cards, we'll start those next week after the position boards are up. We'll probably do them. One week we'll do the position rankings. One week we'll do player cards. Uh, and like I said, you'll just get that little bit of a, something a bit extra for your draft. Again, save these as screenshots, use them as uh, 
as any material you want. Just my opinion, but again, Pappenhausen, pretty easy to say he's the swing guy of most drafts. Uh, but really this year, if he's going to be fit and healthy and, you know, we're packing some of these guys like a, a Ponga, a Troy, a Vichy, Reese Walsh, who are either injury or very hard to get points, tell you what, Ryan Pappenhausen, especially in the second round, looks very, very enticing. Leave it there, guys. Thank you for listening. Get to the socials at the SC Halfback. Plenty of things coming up. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.